This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Here's that startling story that we've been reflecting on the whole morning. The number of unemployed young people with tertiary uh, qualifications that are seeking access to the Social Relief of Distress Grant has increased by nearly 20% in the past five months, just in the last five months. Figures released by the Department of Social Development during a parliamentary portfolio committee, uh, portfolio committee meeting yesterday painted a rather grim picture of the face of unemployment in South Africa. According to figures compiled by SASA and the Department of Social Development, 13.5 million applications for the social relief uh, grant has been have been received by had been received by the end of January 716,000 of them were tertiary um graduates all right so let's uh, now yeah okay yeah 716,000 of them had graduated can you believe that let's speak to uh Sasa spokesperson Paseka Litsatsi joining us on the line good morning to you Good morning, Titi, and thanks for having us. Let's place these numbers in perspective. You know, when we speak about the increase of uh, nearly 20% in the past five months, obviously, um, you know, we're gay. If we're, so we are sure, does this actually show uh, an increase? In, is it more a function of an increase in the number of people who are applying or that there is actually a marked increase in those that are graduates? For example, what did the picture look like um, before the start of the pandemic or at the start of the pandemic? No, no, thanks for, for the question, Titi. I think we must look at two reasons. One, mm. um, it's February. Um, some people might have graduated in December. Right. So they may not have uh, employment in January and February, and, and that might uh, trigger the numbers going up. Mm. Uh, but obviously, we would have had uh, those uh, statistics very low when we started uh, two years ago. Uh, because of one reason or the other. Remember, these students, uh, when 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 they leave NESFAS, mm. uh, we don't give them when they are in the database of NESFAS, but obviously when they get out of NESFAS, therefore they qualify to make an application. Mm. So there might be one reason or the other why the numbers uh, jumped up. Right. Now, is there any other grant that a university graduate would have access to? So what I'm try- why I'm asking this is... Uh, uh, I'm wondering whether they would, the reason why people are applying now is because it's not necessarily because we have more uh, graduates that are unemployed than we had, say, five years ago, but rather mm. the fact that we now have this uh, uh, social, uh, this uh, social relief of distress grant, which we didn't mm. previously have, and therefore you have more people applying for it. No, not true, uh, Titi. I think uh, basically. The other thing is that um, our uh, beneficiary education campaign, uh, we, we upscaled our beneficiary education campaign. More people know about the grant, but secondly, it's also our system. Our system is more efficient uh, currently. We are able to take people quickly. We are able to process them and we are able to approve uh, if people have to, be, to, to, to get the 350 or if they have been declined, we are able to communicate with people. Uh, the system is such that we are able to communicate with you if you have been successful and so forth. So what I'm saying uh, here, Titi, is that there might be various reasons uh, why uh, 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 this uh, uh, of people who are mm. making an appeal. But the other one, is that uh, it helps us this information mm. because 
were able to meet with our sister department uh, and say in our database we have 716 uh, people who graduated uh, and they've applied for 350 and the reason is because obviously they are not employed and so forth and maybe the department of labor Mm. or other departments then can come handy Mm. to tap uh, into our database the other question that i was asking is that is there any other grant that a university graduate would qualify for an unemployed university graduate uh, TT, um, I would not want to go into that space. Uh, uh, currently, I'm, 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 I'm talking on behalf of South. I don't want to talk about the issues of education, but from no, my I'm knowledge, talking about the grants that SASA uh, provides. I mean, you guys have uh, grants for the the old age, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, you've got disability grants, you've got child grants, oh, and child support. To me. Yeah. So sorry to misinterpret your question, Titi. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, we do not have a grant uh, specifically for uh, graduates, uh, unless if a person apply for any other gradu- uh, grant which we have just mentioned, the uh, old yeah. age grant, the child support grant, the disability grant. Uh, someone might be a graduate but be disabled. Yes, Therefore, for sure. So you does, wouldn't, you does, wouldn't be, you wouldn't necessarily be excluded or um, uh, from getting a grant uh, because you have a university degree. Then no, it, you can't. Right, yeah. You can't. If, if you are disabled, TT, mm. and uh, your disability is such that you cannot uh, be absorbed into the job market, mm. you qualify to make an application. You can have a degree, but because of the condition which you find yourself at that time, mm. you would uh, qualify to, 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 to make an application. Right. Paseka Lezazi, thank you very much for coming through. I appreciate your time. Paseka Litsatsi is a spokesperson of the South African Social Security Agency. Let's stay with that uh, uh, story. Then those numbers, as I said, um, uh, they're seeing an increase of uh, 20% of young people who have graduated, who have uh, university qualifications or tertiary qualifications, not just university. Uh, and then according to the figures compiled by SASA and the Department of Social Development, 13.5 applications for the social relief grant were received by the end of January. 716,000 of them were from tertiary graduates. Let's speak to Director of Studies in Poverty and Inequality. That is Isabel Fry uh, joining us on the line. Good morning to you and thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Habif. And thank you so much for the invite and hello to all your listeners. Yeah. Do these numbers surprise you at all? Not at all. Um, And in fact, these numbers have been known for quite some time. I think we need to start our analysis looking at the unemployment figures. Uh, We have over 12.4 million people unemployed. That's adults and another 13 million people who are not in employment, education or training. So from that pool, the total of 13.5 million applicants, as you uh, pointed out in the end of January, Mm. is actually much lower than we had expected. Now, initially, when the Social Relief of Distress Grant uh, was introduced, we were looking at SASA paying about 11 million people per month. And then last year, National Treasury introduced some very restrictive criteria for eligibility. Mm. And that dropped some figures down to 3.5 million. It's now gone up to about 7.9 million people getting them regularly. So the figures are are high because the need is really high. I mean, you were talking about the 716,000 graduates, which is a big question mark in and of itself as to why 
they're not being absorbed by the labor market. Mm-hmm. But we've got to remember that there's an additional 5.5 million people receiving or applying for the, the 350 grant who only have grade 12. Now, why have we not advanced them? And a further 5.2 million adults who only have grade 10. So there's a huge breakdown in the system of moving people from education to training and into the labor market. The social relief of distress is a temporary stopgap, but we need to be looking at more permanent solutions, um, a universal basic income grant, which gives people that platform. And then looking at the active labor market, the training, uh, the kinds mm-hmm. of internships to move people off the, this dependency on, on a handout and into a really... Um, a vibrant mm. economic activity. What does it say, though, about the type of uh, um, people, the, the, the enrollment of universities in time, and also what universities are, are putting out uh, in the sense that are, are, are we really producing what the country uh, needs? Are we, is there, it seems to me there's a mismatch between what the type of skills required by the country and what is coming out of our institutions of higher learning. That's absolutely on point. What we haven't seen in this country is the uh, publication of an industrial policy that looks forward for the next 10, 15 years, saying we're going to be moving on fourth industrial revolution, we're going to be moving on solar inputs right now. And these are the skills uh, as a result that we need to be growing in order to uh, create the the skilled workforce that would be required. Instead, people come in, they register to universities for the courses that they believe will be the easiest ones to pass often, um, and also where the funding is. We need to have an industrial and labor market policy that links to a training and education policy, which is supported by NERSFAS that, that prioritizes this mm. and gives the supplementary support because engineering is a difficult course, for instance. It yeah. might be a lot easier um, to go for the easier, but that is how we become um, the, the leading country uh, in Southern Africa is if we have that clarity of thought that aligns these issues rather than having silos in which actually the population is left not knowing what to do, where to go, mm. um, and, and how to get bread on the table. Because mm. I do think, I wonder where that uh, call needs to be made. Is it something that uh, it's, uh, you know, we had a caller earlier on who was saying that uh, there has to be a deliberate uh, policy by government where they say, we are a country that requires engineering skills and we are therefore going to put resources into producing it. Or is it, uh, does that responsibility now lie with the university in terms of uh, reviewing their curriculum offering, you know, or their program offerings? I don't think it lies with the universities mm. because they really, they, their emphasis is on procuring and, and teaching the best education. I think the private sector. Uh, as well as the state, need to be sitting down and saying, this is where we want to be going. Private sector says this is where we could be putting investment. And then not only the universities for teaching, but also the private sector for placement. A long time ago, we said technical uh, technicons where half the, the year was spent actually in the private sector applying the skills and learning so that graduates were actually job ready rather than going Mm. through the the learning the world of work so absolutely there has to be a compact that comes in it has to be taken off the table of bureaucrats um, and into a dynamic uh, sort of future-oriented solution isabel fry director at the institute uh, study of studies in uh, poverty and uh, inequality institute thank you so much for talking to us pleasure thank you You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za.
or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.